Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them. Detention, Mr. Matthews. Detention, Mr. Matthews. Ugh. Why can't I get this William Daniels Mr. Feeney impression right so I can do Boy Meets World, Episode 21, Season 3. You know, the happiest show on Earth. Oh, wait. I just said it. We did Episode 21, Season 3 of Boy Meets World, the happiest show on Earth. So, you know what that means. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! Because if you were going to be some lame suburban dad, why couldn't you have been that for me? Correction, Homer. You're the second. That's right, Mr. Peabody! Quiet, you. Pizza, pizza, pizza! I'm so excited! I'm so... <laughs> Ever banged an entire bachelorette party, baby? Welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket, I'm Scott Kurland. Um, Before we get started, I was going to do a half dozen on this, but, you know, we didn't need to dedicate a whole half dozen to it. So what is going on is, you know, uh, Dwight and I have been having trouble meshing our schedules together and trying to find time when we can, you know, record, and it's been, you know, it's hard to find time. Uh, when you work. So, um, Dwight is stepping down from being a full-time co-host. So I'm going to be hosting, but he's still going to be on the podcast. He's not going anywhere. It's just, I'm going to have guest co-hosts. And this isn't like we had like a Kim Cattrall, Sarah Jessica Parker, like, you know, feud. We're still very close friends and we're still, you know, the best of friends. It had nothing to do with that. It had to do with being an adult and never having any free time. You guys know, I mean, you all have houses. You know how hard it is to to pay for anything. So, with that said, I'm still doing his crush, because this was very important to me. Um, You know, Dwight and I both have a love for Boy Meets World. We grew up with it. We both love Topanga, and... This is how I'm going to honor him because he's one of my closest friends. So we're we're still doing it. So this is the Disney episode of Boy Meets World. And my guest for this week, my guest co-host is... Your friendly neighborhood film student, Cole Walker. My brother-in-law, Cole, is back. Um, so <clears throat> if I couldn't get Dwight, I was going to get Dwight Light. <laughs> I... Thanks, I guess. <laughs> You're never going to be Dwight. <laughs> Just go. Just get out Fine. of here. No, uh, but thank you for doing this, Cole. So you didn't grow up with Boy Meets World, right? Uh, no, a, a lot of my cousins primarily did. So like, whenever I was at my aunt's house, I would catch little glimpses of it every now and then, but it wasn't really anything to me as a five-year-old or, yeah, max five or six-year-old. So... um. If the shoe was on the other foot and you were like, you know, 
us growing up with this. If I quantum leapt back in time through. Yeah, and and you Friday nights at eight o'clock on ABC, and you were watching at eight thirty Boy Meets World. Yeah, I guess. Because growing up, we didn't have many shows aimed at guys. Like, girls had Full House and Sister Sister and uh, Lizzie McGuire. And we had, like, Boy Meets World. That's about it. Oh, and there was this uh, show called Big Wolf on Campus about a werewolf that fought crime. I really want to see this show. It was bad. It was a Canadian show that ABC Family aired. Thanks, Canada. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're sorry about that. So, uh, why don't you give us a quick synopsis about what happened in this episode? Uh, Corey Matthews, our, our main character, uh, has gone through a breakup with his, his one true love, Topanga. Earlier in the season, yeah. they. So, uh, the first episode, they get together of season three. And then, like, maybe ten episodes in... They've been spending all this time together, and they tell each other that they're going different places. Like, he says he's going bowling with Sean, and she says she's doing homework. And they go to a school dance, and he pretends to be Sean and dances with all these girls, and she pretends to be this French exchange student, but they turn out to be at the same dance, and then they break up. That's rough. (laughs) Yeah. So, now Corey's been basically you know whoring himself out yet with a string of women oh my god Corey is hoary <laughs> hoary math that's his, that was his yearbook nick, nickname hoary matthews hoary matthews no like they, they address it that like cory has been like sleeping around like dating around much so that this girl currently that he's seeing has like the play-by-play of christy yeah christy has the play-by-play of every coryism in the book that he pulls on dates. Yeah, like, if you know that going into this, you should know that, like, maybe you shouldn't date this person. <laughs> if you know everything he does, like, how he's going to woo you. Especially maybe... since he's going through women like a conveyor belt. <laughs> like he's Lucy. <laughs> 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 that was a good visual to do on a podcast. <laughs> Uh, if you couldn't uh, see it, which you can't, I was just vigorously pretending to pass candies via a, a conveyor belt. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, um, Corey, it opens up with him doing um, the Now That I Can Dance song. You know, now that I can dance, which they got the rights to. That had to be really expensive. I suppose I'm not familiar really with the song well, too much. Like the, I've probably heard it. In the 90s, like, um, it's the one where the song, it's it's like an old Motown song. Um, I can do the mashed potato, mashed potato, do the twist. Now I got to pay a ton of money for this. Your generation is strange to me. This was like from the 60s. Like the, It was Motown music. Well, you know, it was probably during the 90s, I suppose, at this time. Not really, probably. But, so he's basically dancing to, like, 50s doo-wop music, and he's doing the twist. He's like, I don't mind that Chubby charges $3 for a cover charge for Dance Night, which, Chubby's, The Max, The Peach Pit, like, all of these TV, like, diners. Insert cookie-cutter diner here. Yeah, where Chubby's is the only believable one that could be an actual, like, restaurant. 
Yeah. I'd like, say that, yeah. Yeah, it looked like a geni- like a real restaurant, even though it was a TV restaurant. Um, and th- all of these places can easily turn into, like, a dance club, like a disco. <laughs> yeah, just, like, there's pull-away couches and everything, and the <laughs> floor just opens up in, like, a nice... Discoteca! <laughs> but then they go and sit at a diner, like, booth. They go, they go back to a booth, and then she's like... Yeah, I know the famous Corey Matthews. Before he, you know, max on a girl, kisses on a girl, he takes a a French fry and twirls it in his fingers like it's a baton, and he's in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade. And immediately he's like, "Oh, they know my secret." He's like, "Well, I better do it." And then he basically forces himself on this poor sixteen-year-old girl. And she gets the most unfortunate gift of all from him. I really like AIDS. <laughs> Jesus. I really like you, Corey. I really like you too, Topanga. Ooh, he calls her by the wrong Ooh. name. Um, yeah. Don't do that. No. So, Corey. Corey's whole plan is I need to get Topanga back, and Sean's like, "Well, how how are you gonna do that?" And apparently, so. I told you the sad story of Sean Hunter, the the plight of Sean Hunter. So Sean Hunter, throughout this story, in episodes he's either like a lost soul and his life sucks and he's down on his luck, or he's the comedic sidekick. And this time he's the comedic sidekick and his life is still honky-dory. But the stuff that they make Sean go through is like Job-like awful. Like they made him an alcoholic in season five. And then his father had a massive heart attack and died. He find out he found out his biological mother is not his biological mother, and his real biological mother wants nothing to do with him. And then he joins a cult in season four. His caregiver, who was his like his actual father, Mr. Turner, gets into a horrible car accident and almost dies. He has the worst life. I feel like, which is created by the the writers just venting out all of their rage. Yeah, there had to be, like, maybe Ryder Strong was being like a pre-Madonna on set, and they're like, we're going to put him in his place. Or maybe they wanted him to, like, um, get an Emmy nomination, and they're like, well, Ryder is, like, the best actor we have on this show. There was, like, an envelope that's, like, the cancer <laughs> plot device, and they're like, no, 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 we'll do worse. <laughs> No, but, like, every time they did this to Ryder Strong's character, it felt like they were trying to get this kid an Emmy nomination. And he never got it. No. Not on a kid's show. So, yeah. In this episode, he's waka waka fuzzy funny. Yeah, and he still gets, you know, the short end of the stick. Oh, yeah, he gets a glass full of water in the face. So, um... His Corey's whole idea is like, oh, I'm going to tell Topanga how I feel. And then he finds out that she's going to be going. Her, Christy, and Ronnie Lips Waterman, who is played by Andrew Keegan, if you know your 7th Heaven and 10 Things I Hate About You history. Oh, little known fact about Andrew Keegan. He started his own, like, religion, like, Christian religion cult type of thing. Was it the... It's not the Justin Bieber one that he's in, I don't think. 
Oh, I was going to say, is it the Lips Waterman Church of Latter-day Saints? <laughs> no. Um, but he became super religious. And yeah. and in this episode, he's just really creepy. Like, yeah. He's, he's supposed to be, oh, all the girls love him, but from the, from, like, the sound of it, it just sounds like he forces himself on girls with kisses. Yeah, if your nickname in high school is Lips Waterman, I I don't think I'd want to have anything to do with you. Yeah. So, um, Corey can't sleep at night because he keeps having nightmares that when Topanga goes to Disney World with, with Lips, oh, okay, we need to get into why they're going to Disney. You asked me why are they going to Disney. Like, yeah, because it's notoriously hard to get like any type of filming privileges there. It's because Disney is now owned by... ABC is now owned by Disney at this point because Michael Eisner thought it would be a good idea to buy an actual, like, television corporation <laughs> so that they could, like, the crappy movies that they don't want to make for Disney, they can make, like, these are movies that are so bad that they don't want them on Disney Channel. <clears throat> There's a whole division of just bad Disney writers yeah. and artists. yep. So they bought ABC and brought back the wonderful world of Disney. And sometimes they show like the Jungle Book and like Aladdin. But other times they're showing like my date with the president's daughter, which also starred Will Friedle from Boy Meets World. And like a life size with Lindsay Lohan. Like that's what they were doing. <clears throat> so that's why they can go to Disney because Disney technically owns them. And they did that throughout like all of TGI Friday. Um, Full House went to Disney. Step by Step went to Disney. I think every show except for Sabrina went to Disney. <laughs> dance Puppet Dance except for you, Sabrina. Yep. You stay at home. You witch. <laughs> um, I still don't understand on Sabrina the Teenage Witch how she could live in Salem, Mass., and it looks nothing like Salem, Mass. I just went to Salem, Mass, like, you know, a few weeks ago. Looks nothing like that. Perfect suburbia. Yep. So, in this episode, they go to Disney, and Corey can't sleep. Eric feels bad for his brother. This is, like, a very sweet moment, because Eric and him have a, uh, I don't want to say a strained relationship, but it's not, like, they're not that close. Even though they share a bedroom. Yeah, so the fact that Eric is willing to cover for Corey so that Corey can sneak off to Disney World with Sean is kind of sweet. And how does he do that? How does how does Corey uh, get out of going to class? His brother straight up stitches a bunch of like plastic bags together, stuffs them with leaves, puts and puts a mannequin's head on them with like a really crappy wig and some makeup. And like he steals like a pair of Corey's clothes and like just um, And it works. It works. Which is sad. <laughs> that shows how unmemorable Corey is. Oh, you thought Eric was Sean. You thought they would have like a Ernie and Bert like They look exactly the same. You thought Will Friedle and Roger Strong were the same guy. Yeah, for the longest time growing up, I thought there was just one kid and I thought that he was like his brother or something. Which wasn't wrong. One of them is. <laughs> just thought they're the same person. So, um, Corey's like, oh man, I need to, to get a ton of money 
I'm going to have to cash in my life savings to get plane tickets, and no, he doesn't, because Sean has an uncle. Yeah, who's (laughs) in some really shady side businesses in the gaming community. He's a mobster. He's clearly a mobster because they're going to Florida as a business venture. Okay, I said to you, that would be the better story to do. I don't want to see Corey and Topanga get back together. I want to see these guys, you know, have to break a guy's legs like Reservoir Dog style. All right, Lips Waterman, what are you going to do when you get to Disney World? I'll run away. You'll never see me again. I'll never touch Topanga as long as I live. That's right. I don't know why I came here tonight. He's twirling a crowbar. Ah, my legs. Sean, no, stop. You're going full Tanya Harding. <laughs> Jeez. Whoa, 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 Corey. I'm going full Jeff Galuli. <laughs> Get it right. Yeah. Get your facts straight. Um, so, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't understand how maybe they're going from park to park because they they go from Magic Kingdom to Epcot Center like it's no thing where I think I'm not sure at this point in like the 90s they had the mon- the monorail set up that you could go from Epcot to Magic Kingdom they could have but the other way is they had to drive there and these kids are only like 14 or 15 years old yeah and they get to spend a whole week with dolphins due to um, a writing competition. Yeah, here's the thing. I keep saying here's the thing. All right, the dolphin thing. The whole essay contest was supposed to be about the environment. The environment doesn't have to do with dolphins. <laughs> I could understand if it was like a Greenpeace essay with like save the manatees or like the our, our whales or our mammals Or in the save ocean. our oceans or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But you don't see them, like, doing anything else. Growing up, the only people who would go to um, these Disney would be the marching band in yep. my school. It was only the marching band that would go to Disney. It was the same with ours. Or maybe the dance team or cheerleading team because they would be competing. Like, anything that had to do with music or dance would get to go to Disney. Not Not, like three schmucks who wrote a, uh, an essay contest unless like it's the art school and they're going to Disney Studios to the animation department which doesn't even exist anymore I feel like your cheerleading squad had more pres- prestige than mine did in the 90s the heyday yeah I mean it wasn't our cheerleading squad I think that went to Disney I think it was the dance team that went to Disney good for them yeah um, but the, their whole thing is when they first get there, they go to, uh, this Marine Institute and the woman who is doing it is the actress who played Heidi on Home Improvement. And she's not playing Heidi here. She's playing like this doctor, Dr. Alexandria something. Trying to help. Uh, one dolphin in particular yeah like all the dolphins will eat except for like uh let's call it dolphin mcguffin yeah that sounds about right like dolphin cory because her her backstory is supposed to mirror cory's her 
her she got separated from her life mate love her and uh but he now, probably got caught in a tuna net he's probably in a sushi restaurant yeah by he's now. probably in a sushi bar <laughs> oh <laughs> that's horrible he's in a he's in a starkest tuna can oh my god tastes delicious <laughs> No, but like the the story it mirrors like Cory and Topanga's like to a T. Yep, can't go on just without the that that flame in their life. Yeah, so Cory goes and um he he's talking to Sean, he's like I'm just going to tell her that I love her and I can't be without her and the girl that he went on one date with, Chrissy. Christy? Yeah. Hillary Tuck from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids of the TV series. She goes, oh, I love you too. Whoa, stalker. No, calm down. Pump he the... called you by his ex's name. Yeah, and he's clearly talking about Topanga because this girl is, like, crazy. Like, she's Alex from from Fatal Attraction crazy if she thinks that Corey's there. And Topanga's like, I see what's going on, Corey. You're... You haven't changed. You don't want me back. You're just a playboy. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like she is so unfair to the Corey in this episode. Like, She really just jumps the, the gun on, like, any interaction she has with him, pretty much, for the, the most part in this episode. Yeah. She should know that Corey doesn't want anyone but her. Like, they these two, in different episodes, they've hinted at that... Corey and Topanga have been together since like the womb. Yeah, I feel I felt like watching it. There was like we've known each other since like preschool. They've known each other since like their mothers used to like do baby yoga together. Like <laughs> that. That's this relationship. And Topanga in this episode is not thinking straight. Like she's kind of really dumb in this episode. She's the smartest character on the show, but here she's really, really. Other than like a couple, a couple uh, emotional insights, it's really just ah, hate you, hate everyone, <laughs> go away. Yeah, and so Corey, um, not Corey, Eric, um, back in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, is covering for Corey, and um, so Mr. Turner has two scenes: the one at the beginning where he announces who's going to the the essay contest to Disney World, and then right now, because Eric takes Corey and Corey Dummy and shoves him in his locker saying that he has a 20-minute break before he has to go to gym. Uh. And this is also Mr. Feeney's only scene in the episode, too. He goes, Mr. Matthews, did you just shove your brother into your locker? Why would I do that? No. He goes full Keith Morrison. <laughs> I didn't do that. Nah, man. Nah, I'm bummed. <laughs> I don't treat my brother like that. I would never do that. We'll go out for ice cream Sundays every Monday. <laughs> Sundays on Monday, I call them. <laughs> and uh, so Mr. Turner comes back for a split second. And he's like, can I talk to you for a second? And Mr. Feeney's like, no, no, I need to catch him right-handed. And Eric just grabs the dummy out and throws him. He's like, see, no Corey here. I'm watching you, Matthews. 
He doesn't even throw the dummy down the stairs. It's like a little off in the hallway off screen. Yeah, all Mr. Feeney has to do is look left, and he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, hey, Eric, you, you hit me with this life-size replica of your brother. I'm not sure what is here, but uh, here you go. Hit me in the head. So that's it for Philly for like that B-plot. That's... I really would have liked to see more of that B-plot because they had gym class. The I would love to see that. He just, like, attaches PVC piping and makes it look like he's running behind him or in front of him. Well, that's another question I had. How how did they not know that his brother was, like, he was sitting on his brother's lap in, like, class? Yeah. <laughs> We're very close. <laughs> so, uh, back in Disney World, now it's all Disney World. Yeah, there's a whole just... It goes back and forth between Epcot and the Magic Kingdom. And the montage. Yeah, the montage where Corey is stalking Topanga. Like, he stalks her in a car, in the race cars. He stalks her in a, in Agrabah, dressed as Aladdin. I want to know how he yeah, got that. Yeah, how did he get that? Like, is was Aladdin the guy that... They had to break his legs. You owe my uh, my uncle some money. You had to get out of town and give me that uh, Aladdin outfit, or I break. Jafar both sent me. Oh no, Aladdin, a desert bloom such as you. I'll get the money. I swear, pussy cat. I really would like it if Sean was like in the montage. It was just him like strapping this guy's body onto like the the. What the the log? Uh, oh, the um. Well, we'll get back to that Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain, <laughs> just duct taped into the front of it. Yeah. How how would he like get behind Aladdin to do that? Would he be dressed as Jafar? Maybe maybe he'd just you know, probably through some other game community connections he would get into the back lot steal a, like uh, a costume and then chloroform him uh yeah does this goofy helmet smell funny to you i think he would be dressed as jafar which <laughs> jafar was the biggest fop in like all of disney history like he he never apparently i had friends who were terrified of jafar growing up i was never terrified of Jafar, I'm like, why would I be scared? He's like a combination of like Ian McKellen and like Prince. He's like an old queen. He's like, oh, Aladdin. The most scared I've been of a Disney villain is uh, Clayton from Tarzan because he was legitimately unhinged. I was scared of Frollo. Which one was that? From Hunchback. Oh, bam, his dad bam, or his his master. Keeper. Well, yeah, master. Yeah. Um. Master. <laughs> so, um, he's dressed as Aladdin. He is dressed as a French painter, painting her portrait or like very something. well, might I add. Yeah, that's totally not him. <laughs> and then the final one is he is in a fish tank, which I guess this was a thing because they also used the same fish tank on the Full House episode where Jesse, um, and Joey do their radio. I think they go to Disneyland, not Disney World, um, because they're in San Francisco. So, but um, they uh they do their their thing from Epcot from the um the dome, like 
they call it like the chowder pot inside the, the fish dome. tank. Yeah, in this fish tank. How how are both them and like Corey getting access into these fish tanks? And it's not just Corey because guess who else is supposedly in oh, there yeah. with him? Yeah, so he pours his ha- heart out to Topanga and she's like, you know, these meaningless gestures. And he's like, meaningless? I just swam in a, uh, a fish tank. She's like, you could, you know, flash my name in neon lights in, in the Goodyear blimp and it wouldn't matter to me. He's like, oh God, don't look up. <laughs> and then... She's like, how can I trust you when every time I turn around, there's another girl? And he's like, don't. Don't tell me she's behind me. And it's Christy. And she's like, oh, man, Corey, you're a really good swimmer. It's really hard to keep up with you in that tank. And he's like, what? Lady, he doesn't want to be with you. <laughs> so then um, so then he chases her to, or he thinks he chases her because she's wearing the same outfit as Dana from Step by Step. And this is supposed to be Dana Foster from Step by Step, Stacey Keenan's character. Yeah, and he essentially also breaks up that really, really uncomfortable date she's having with... Uh, with oh, Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, you can talk about that because he gets all... Throughout the entire montage, he's increasingly <laughs> getting like, oh, hey, how's it going? Man? Yeah, she's with Ronnie the whole time. Like, they're holding hands and stuff. Or he's trying to hold her hand and she's not. And when Corey is chasing her... Th- in the fish tank she's thinking and she goes oh i'm sorry i'm just thinking about someone he goes thinking about me and it's like get 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 out of here get out of here with the ego yeah so now she doesn't want Corey. she doesn't want lips and she runs away and Corey thinks he chases her and it turns out to be dana because i didn't even notice they were wearing the same dress no i didn't either yeah i was like why does he think it's her they're not even, and then I later saw that they were wearing the same dress. So uh, this is this is where Dana from Step by Step. So the episode of Step by Step that that this is coinciding with is, do you know the show Step by Step at all? Nope. Okay, so it's like the Brady Bunch, where um, this single dad whose wife died, and the single mom whose husband either left them or he also died, um, they get married, and they have a blended family, but unlike Brady Bunch, they don't get along, and they had a cousin Cody who was like a, hey, dude, he was like a Keanu Reeves wannabe, (laughs) and he got fired from the show because it turns out he would beat his wife. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. The actor beat his wife, so they fired him from the show. And um the replacement that they got for him was this guy whose name was Flash Gordon. Oh my god. Like he he was like always hopped up on caffeine his whole he was on like four episodes, but he was supposed to replace Cody and no one liked him. Because the joke was, uh, do you ever sleep? He's like, yeah, I take a seven-minute nap every day, and that gives me plenty of energy. There's something wrong with this man. So that whole episode is that Dana and her two sisters, or her stepsister and her biological sister, start a country group. And then uh, Dana and Al, the other sister, leave because the main girl goes crazy with power. And then at the same time, Flash is trying to beat this record um, that this Frenchman 
rode every ride and did every activity in Disney World in under, like, a day. And he's like, that's un-American. This is supposed to be American. Are we sure this man wasn't a crack addict? (laughs) He was a hobo with a fever dream. So, I guess when she left the band, she ended up on the Boy Meets World set. Crazy times. Yeah. So, Dana is trying to feed the fish. Fish? The dolphin? The dolphin. She's trying to feed fish to the dolphin. And um, Corey's like, oh, this one won't eat it. And he's like, she's like, yeah, his backstory or her backstory is that her. McGuffin. Yeah, Dolphin McGuffin. McGuffin. Uh, Her mate and her got separated and now she feels nothing but pain. He insults the fish or the mammal and she's like, how dare you apologize? And he apologizes. And has a heart-to-heart with the dolphin. Yeah, who I'm pretty sure only wants the fish <laughs> and has now succumbed to its hunger. <laughs> we'll see how far your your loyalty of love goes for well, fish. No, I pointed out to you. So he tells his story, and he's like, I get it. I'm far from my mate. She's right here, but she wants nothing to do with me. You know, because I'm, you know, slutting it out. <laughs> um... So he tells his story, and then the fish is like, give me those, and he feeds it fish. And I pointed out to you, now Corey is the only one who can feed that goddamn dolphin. Where's that curly-haired boy who was feeding this dolphin earlier? We don't get in many more saltines, or, uh, sardines. Sardines stat, she's gonna die. So Topanga overhears this conversation, obviously. Yeah, she was hiding. Oh, the whole time. Like, for someone who wanted nothing to do with Corey, she sure did follow him. Yeah. Who doesn't like anyone chasing them? Yeah. So. Double standards. Really? So, Corey's walking away, and she's like, Corey, Corey. He's like, I get it. You don't want to be with me. And she's like, no, I was wrong. You've done everything. You, you, you know, learned how to (laughs) charcoal draw, and you swam with sharks. He's like, whoa, there were sharks in there? (laughs) You poisoned all those fish with that toxic marker that you did in the cardboard. Oh, that that was Sean's idea. Yeah. Just another way to throw Sean under the bus, who already got water... Po- well, that didn't actually happen. But Sean did get horrible. Yeah, yeah. So, because um, Topanga's like, tell your friend to leave me alone. And he's like, oh, the water? <laughs> that was my idea. So she throws water in his face for making <sighs> Corey go into a shark tank. Um, So then they get back together. And it doesn't make sense, because... She's like, why did we break up in the first place? And he's like, so we could get back together. What a dumb line. I would just love like a writer to walk by and go, boo. Go back home to Philadelphia. You came here for nothing. Wasted my time. Ruined it with that horrible, horrible line. <laughs> so, yeah. And then um, they get back together. And I thought there were going to be, I thought I remembered fireworks, but apparently just a fountain goes off. It was very lackluster. Fireworks would have been much better. Yeah, when I so growing up, when I watched this episode, I was like, "Oh, they go to Epcot, and it's so boring there." Now, having gone back for my honeymoon, Epcot's amazing. It got better with age. Epcot's great. Like, it has all the stuff that that adults want. It has like food. It's just like a giant international food court with some rides. I wish I got to go. I'd, I'd be the Corey Matthews in this situation. Hey, Co- hey, 
Cool. Want to go to Disney World? You bet I do. Well, too bad. <laughs> no, but like growing up, I was like, oh, it's Epcot. It's so boring. And now I'm like, yeah, they go to Epcot. <laughs> um. So, yeah, th- that was this episode. And the episode ends with Corey getting grounded. <clears throat> um, and trying to bribe his way out with snow, snow globes. Which you can't even bring on airplanes anymore. Yeah, and he doesn't even call them snow globes initially. I think it's he calls them snow domes. Well, that's what the Disney term is. It's dumb. <laughs> okay, we're going to wake up with mouse heads in our bed. Goofy's going to be hovering over. I'm going to break your legs. I'll do it. Gosh. So, uh, and then uh, Mr. Feeney has his final moment where he pulls the, the dummy corpse of Cory out of his garden. You buried this in my lawn. <coughs> yeah. Not Eric's best idea. This episode, everyone remembers it, but in my, watching it again, it's not the strongest. Yeah. I mean, you wanted to watch the one where Sean joins a cult. Yes, I did. Just to watch that. <laughs> what a what a surreal just watching this I feel like the nineties trying to like raise awareness for all these like creepy and horrible things in the world just They sugarcoat a cult because the things that cults are based on are either religion, they get people based on a religious belief, or they use you know, sex as a drawing tool or a community-based. And for the episode of Boy Meets World that they do, it's hugs, because apparently you can't do anything worse than a hug or a kiss on ABC in the 90s. And instead of a religion, it's what do you believe in? Yeah, I mean, this one was all about relationships and you know how to deal with it and he does that he Corey has the great heart to heart with the dolphin talking about you know it's like well you know i love her so much maybe it's just time i should let her go and move on yeah like they kid coat relationships and like alcoholism and cults and and um i still love the show it's still one of my favorites i still think it's the greatest Maybe I should do a podcast all about that. Mm. Maybe. But yeah, it seems like they had a, in, they were making steps with this episode to really, you know, actually send a good message where it's just like, I need to move on. You know, I, 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 I have feelings for her. I always if will. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Like Yeah. And then the one that he loved wanted to be the one he was with. So he doesn't really learn a lesson. Yeah. He just says... Stalking works. Yeah. And that line... He's like, why did we even come here? So, or why we even break why up? Why did we break up in the first place so, so we, we could get back together? This isn't Batman Begins. <laughs> why do we fall down, Master Why? So we can learn to pick ourselves up again. Oh my God. Michael Caine. <laughs> I would love it if he was the principal. <laughs> Mr. Matthews. I didn't go through 12, <laughs> two tours in Germany to put up with this. I apologize. I am battling a sore throat. It's fine. We all are. Um, so yeah, what did you think of this episode? Um, it was it was pretty entertaining. I I would have loved it if they had followed uh, Eric's plot line with the dummy a little bit, just with that montage alongside the, the yeah, Disney World. I mean, Eric 
goes from being like the smart older brother to a complete dumb dumb. Yeah. Throughout the series, like in the first season, he's really smart and wise, and then by the time the series ends, he's a big dumb teddy bear who almost adopts a kid. Really? <laughs> yeah, he becomes a big brother to this orphan, and. Because uh, apparently he wasn't a good enough brother to his other original brother. Well, he's a great brother to his original brother, but this kid. So him and they end up adding Matthew Lawrence as Sean's brother. And this redhead girl named Rachel, played by Maitland Ward. And they have this love triangle. So Eric poses as Santa for Christmas at the orphanage. Are at at a mall, and um, Jackson Elf and Rachel is Mrs. Claus, and this little boy goes, I I didn't get to talk to Santa, and he's like, What do you want for Christmas? And he goes, I want my family back. Oh, <laughs> hold on, I'll get a shovel. We'll be right back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> or he can, you know, make those dummy making skills. So, apparently... so what happens is he brings them to his family for Christmas, and he becomes the kid's big brother. And then it turns out that there's a family in like San Francisco that wants to adopt him, and he's like, "No, what? I'm gonna adopt him." And the the woman who runs the foster home is played by Nia Verdalis from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And she's oh. like, no, you need. he needs to go to this family. So he basically white fangs the kid. <laughs> get out of here. I didn't like you in the first just place. Just throws rocks at him. Go, get. Ow. So, yeah. Um, so Eric is a big old teddy bear, but he does get dumber as the series goes on. But, yeah, this, this show had, or this episode in particular had... Could have made a lot of headwinds, like deep emotional touching theme of like you need to learn to let go, and that's if you love someone, doesn't necessarily like you need to let them go if you love them, and that realize that it doesn't it's not always going to work out, but you can still you know have a good relationship <laughs> with them. Or they could have you know showed us the having to break some guy's legs with a hammer. Yeah, like they have these throwaway jokes that that make. You want to see that storyline. Like, I would love to see, like, Corey and Sean as two bumbling, like, mafiosos. I don't think your dad's in the, uh, your uncle's in the gaming business. I don't want to break a guy's leg, Sean. It's like, well, we have to. <laughs> what if they didn't know? Well, he said we just have to drive this car to this, uh, car compact place and as they drive the car in you just hear like knocking from the trunk <laughs> my uncle said whatever would what do he do don't open the back trunk oh my god there's blood coming out of that trunk why is there blood in the back seat shut up coy so when we did uh the wizard fred savage his brother was in the wizard and his character's name was cory Huh. It was weird, because there's only one Corey. Um, would you want to see more episodes? Yeah, potentially, yeah. So, how many bagels? Like, how many are you taking out? Was this a weird episode, in your opinion? Maybe not a weird episode, but there's certainly, like, 
plot threads I would have liked to see more of, and also they had an opportunity to not like sugarcoat something so much, um, or at least execute what they were gonna do better, um, or rekindling love. Um, so I'm gonna take out so ten. I'm gonna take out. There's thirteen bagels. Thirteen bagels. So how many do you take out? I'm gonna take out six. Six. So you're leaving seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a weaker episode. I'm taking out seven and leaving six because it there are crazier episodes that have a stronger me- even the cold episode is a is a higher basket even though it's so insane. But like the end message, you know, is really good. Where this is they broke up and they want to get back together, like but they don't because Corey is, you know, slumming it out. <laughs> yeah. And that that didn't make sense to begin with. Like, it doesn't make sense that Corey, who is... A very plucky human being. He's not the most... He's no spring chicken. Well, <sighs> let, let's say that Eric and, and Sean are the studs and he's more of a dud. Yeah, like, uh, it's like that SNL sketch where it's, uh, I think, Kyle Mooney and uh, Thor is his older brother. He's like, we're twins! And it's like, yeah, you're twins. They've done that before. Like, I was thinking more of, like, the Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley, Chippendales. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Because Corey is, like, he's adorable, but he's like a Brillo pad. Like, he's he's got that, you know... Yeah, his his brother has the great hair. Yep. And he's got like this really dorky looking kind of curly hair. Even his real life brother has the better hair too. And one could argue the career. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they messed up with doing a reboot of Boy Meets World. They did Girl Meets World. They shouldn't just continue the adventures of like Corey, like you cared more about it and that's what they ended up doing they ended up bringing back mr turner and all of these people who were more important to Corey than they would be to his daughter so like i guess what i'm saying is that you don't really care about anyone but Corey. yeah it's like no other storyline and other than his holds any sway over the audience i would feel and one continuity with the entire this episode had with the entire series is um Topanga says that um, it's her her line of hair care products. Mr. Turner brings out this giant trunk. He says, Topanga, is this yours? And she goes, yeah, it's my hair care products. In the later episode where Topanga gets a haircut, cuts off her hair um, to prove to Corey that hair doesn't matter, she that's when she ends up using like mousse and, and hairspray where they said before she never used it before and that's like a huge continuity error and I'm like okay that doesn't make any sense like we're clearly running out of ideas yeah and not even following what we wrote in the first place well yeah i imagine much. maybe probably new batch of writers too yeah probably so uh yeah i um we've come to the end of the episode so we're in march now um this was supposed to be a february episode but we're doing it now all of March, we're doing musicals, and I have a special guest host who knows all about music, 
uh, you'll have to listen and find out who it is. So until next time, I'm Scott Kerland and Cole, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So until next time, bye. Bye bye. <laughs>